0: caskets. These next few podcasts are dealing with the subject of death, so if that's something that you'd rather not hear about, you'll need to just take a little break. It's been coming up a lot for me, and I'm finding it helpful to write about it, so here's the first one. Death has a strange way of presenting itself. Back when I was a child, we frequently had lunch at my grandmother's house, and then everyone would retire to a bedroom to take a nap before the grown-up men went back to work. My grandfather, Papa, always slept on his back with his hands over his large belly in the big bed he shared with my grandmother. When I was around eight, my parents took me to my grandparents' house and told me to say goodbye to Papa, who was lying in the big bed like he always did, except he was dead. Which no one told me. I remember thinking something was wrong here, although I couldn't put my finger on it. As I entered the room, I distinctly recall feeling creeped out, and after a brief glance at Papa, I quickly backed out of the room. His hands on his belly were what I remember most. I wonder if some part of me realized that belly wasn't moving up and down with his breath. But I couldn't understand why I had to say goodbye when he would just get up later and go to work like always. I don't remember going to the funeral, and neither was Papa's absence ever referred to again. The whole thing was just confusing. I remember we had dogs when I was a child. They were Pal, a girl dog, and Tinkerbell, a boy dog, both named by me. Pal I remember best, and there was even an old photograph of us sitting on the front porch, me at around three with an ice cream cone in my hand, Pal waiting patiently for her lick. I remember riding on her back on the front porch, which, since I was a chubby kid, must not have been that much fun for her. One day, she just wasn't there any longer, and not much later, she was replaced by Tinkerbell. No one told me what happened to her either. I was just expected to go on with my life as if she'd never been with us. The next time Death came to visit was to take my Aunt Kitty. Both of us loved the other dearly and thought we were so lucky to have each other. She catered to my every whim from the time I can remember being aware of her presence, and that mutual love continued until the day she died. I had finished school and moved to Atlanta to work, but visited her every time I came home. When she died, I don't think I went to the funeral, which was most likely held on a weekday. I had my first real job at 23, and in those days, time off for such a family event was not given to an underling like me. I remember thinking I was a bad person for not being there for her, but I told myself there was nothing I could do. I also knew somewhere deep inside I didn't really want to be at her graveside. There was something about witnessing her going into the ground that I just couldn't bear. Coming to terms with those feelings took me many years, and I still visit her grave every time I go to my hometown. It's a sweet family plot where she's interred with her parents, her brother, and his child. It's in a quiet section of the cemetery because she was buried so long ago, and her headstone is pink marble, which I just love for her. All of this is to say there's nothing that stops me in my tracks faster than the sight of a casket. If it's open, empty, and on sale, well, not so much. But the sight of a filled casket, open or closed, is another story entirely. An open casket, in my opinion, should never be an option, as I have yet to meet a mortician who meets my standards in the area of face makeup. My daddy had his own concerns about caskets as well. He reiterated many times there was never to be a church service for him after he died because the marble steps going up to the church were steep and he didn't want to be jostled around. I did point out that caskets were padded, so that shouldn't be a problem, but he would not be dissuaded. So we honored his wishes, but there was an open casket at the viewing the night before the funeral, and the only saving grace was the placement of his hands, beautifully draped over each other on his chest. I knew those hands, and they comforted me. Just this week, I attended a funeral mass for a woman that helped shape my life in a very meaningful way from anger management to self awareness. She was a driving force in finding gratitude in my life as well as the ability to consider all parts of who I am with humor. She was a wonderful advocate for accountability, which led me to a freedom within myself I could never have imagined. Her importance cannot be overstated. Her church was charming without that spirituality that comes from human hands creating the space with a reverence that I usually find in much older churches and the first thing I saw was her casket directly in front of the altar. It was completely unadorned, as was the church. Not a flower in sight. There was a nondescript blanket of some sort over the casket, but rather than creating a sense of a warm caress, it shouted starkness. I was stopped in my tracks, but this time I knew to stand still until I could gather my thoughts and feelings enough to sit down. I've pondered the effect that caskets have on me and come to the conclusion that unless they are gifted with graceful flowers or at least surrounded by them, they are too much a reminder that the person we cared for is no longer here. An unadorned casket does not bring forth the idea of grace in the afterlife. It's a reminder that we're going to make this trip out the big door all by ourselves and mostly we will be forgotten by all but a few. I believe a casket should be a bearer of beauty to accompany us on our journey. In closing, I feel I have to say I'm glad I opted for cremation. This takes the casket selection off the table, saves a few trees, satisfies my desire to keep it simple, and also allows for opulence at a later date, as in my memorial service, which I have planned down to the last potato chip. Now, I'm only struggling with whether I want to be dressed by some unknown person in clothing of my own choosing, or go out the way I came in, naked and beautiful. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.